I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We are your hosts, Anastasia. And David. If this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we humorously normalize uncertainty. We encourage and support entrepreneurs who are determined to crush it anyway. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. We cover three areas of topics in the podcast, including business, health, and relationships. We also interview guests with successful business owners who tell their what the fuck stories and share some resources to help you keep doing something. So let's all explore how no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. Well, hello. Hi, welcome. Welcome back. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing podcast. Yes. So today we're talking on a business topic. We are going to talk about the key word that seems to be floating around, especially in recent years. I think it's been around forever, but... In recent years, it seems to be misused, abused, or marketed how I feel is unethically in some ways, whether people know or they don't. It's this word of leadership in business, business leadership, industry leadership. I'm a leader of or in. It's it's just an interesting thing that I've been seeing, at least in my world, um, and in other worlds as well, that has been abused in many ways. Uh, the entrepreneur world really tends to take words and abuse them, I found. Like authenticity. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying authenticity is being overused. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's literally like my foundation in my whole business identity, I guess, is yeah. the authentic- authenticity word. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a big deal when I was starting to talk about it. Right. But now it's overused. Way overused. Because. Because it works. And for it's a time. Catchy and people like it, so everyone jumps on the word and then it gets saturated. Like SEO, mm-hmm. email, social media. Yeah. <laughs> All those fads, I guess you could say. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of fads in the, the business world, the mm-hmm. entrepreneur world. Same with the supplement industry, too. Um, it's actually very similar. True. There's a lot of like pseudoscience, or there's this one ingredient that people really like, and then they'll just throw it in everything and water it down, and then it's like, Point one milligram that's in this product, but they put right. it on the label. Right. So Garcinia, red ketones, there's a bunch of stuff. Right. And they're like, we need it. So in the so it's every industry. However, I think the business industry, the entrepreneur industry, is more impactful because they're selling ideas and concepts. Yes. And it's always this kind of are you up to date? Yeah. Kind of I'm not going to say scheme, but some of them can be schemey. A lot of them are scheme- very schemey, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you're getting this big old course, mm-hmm. coaching program, or website, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's tangible, intang- digital, or an actual like program that you're entering into. Okay. And on the other side of it, you're like, what the hell did I just pay for? I could literally get this off of that one blog I read like, really? last, yeah. last month, right? Someone turns a blog into 20 videos and then sells it for $1,000, and then you buy it, and then you're angry. Which is fine, <laughs> but I think price point mm-hmm. also comes into play with that. So this whole, like, be a leader mm-hmm. in business, be an industry leader, and this idea of leader almost being watered down. Yeah. It's like... You know, leadership and being a leader in business or in industry is not what people are really thinking. They think it's a fancy word that Mm -hmm. they can tag on to their name or their business card, Mm -hmm. in a sense. 
And it's really, an, in my opinion, a type of false advertisement. Okay. So. And it makes me mad. Obviously, that's why we're talking about it. And I'm so passionate in my that, voice. So a neat thing, right? A lot of these terms aren't standardized. Like no. I could put I'm the leader of anything essentially on my business card. Yeah. Uh, and no one, it's not like a certification. It's not a degree. So what, what isn't a leader? Let's start with what it's not. Well, let's put that into perspective by, like, let's say what's on the business card. Yeah. Okay. I am a leader of. For you, for example, you could say that and be like, I'm the leading mastermind in Colorado. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. But is that true? It's not true. Exactly. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's a type of mastermind. It's in Colorado, yeah. and it's not a bad one at all. Mm -hmm. But is it the leading one? It's my leading one. In your world. In my, right. to me. But to the market, <laughs> is it actually... Yeah. a leading mastermind and, okay. the, and the honest answer is no well what would make it a leading mastermind see well, when i hold think on. Of, yeah we're going with sorry let's but. really think about what a market or a population thinks of yeah leading mm -hmm. right it means first in a sense or it's ahead of its time or, or it's leading the flock to follow its type of model mm -hmm. right is everyone flocking to lead your model i mean the math so mine personally no but masterminds are dramatically growing Mm -hmm. much faster than I would have ever expected. Mm -hmm. And are they following a leading model? Like a Tony Robbins mastermind or mastermind.com or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're probably the leaders right now. Right. It's part, well, they're the biggest one. So mastermind.com probably has the right. biggest mastermind. So are they the leading one? You see, this is where I'm getting That's at. That's a good question. It's, it's so esoteric. misused in a way. Mm -hmm. And it can be misleading mm -hmm. as well. And so this is where I'm like, using that leader word is very, I think you should be very intentional with it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what they're doing, really. But being in, ethically, being being ethically in, intentional about it, because you can mm -hmm. really get, it really becomes, again, abused, where it's like you can't really use authenticity anymore yeah. because it's misused all the time. Right. right. I think I heard leadership in a term that really I felt mm -hmm. was the most accurate amongst them all. Okay. A lot of people think of leader as almost like the dictator, right? I tell you what word. to do. Yeah. And that is not true. Mm -hmm. Where lead, What is a leader? Can I make an example of that one? Yeah. Because a lot of times managers mm -hmm. in retail or in any business they want to be a leader and they feel that leadership is telling their employees what to do. Right. And they're saying, well, I'm being a leader because I'm delegating all of these tasks. Mm -hmm. So you think that is not leadership also? No. Okay. They actually described leadership in, in the sense of the alpha yeah. and the pack. Okay. okay. So when everyone thinks of the alpha, they're like, oh, the guy who's like big and in charge and will put yeah. anyone down. So the bro you know? that picks on all the other guys. <laughs> right? in, a, in a way, yeah. or they follow because he's the big, bad, meanie lion mm -hmm. or wolf or all those other masculine things you want to put out there. Okay. But what a leader really is in this context mm -hmm. is the alpha is all only the reason why an alpha is an alpha mm -hmm. is because that's the person people look to mm -hmm. when a problem needs to be solved. Okay. And they truly feel that person can help the pack solve the problem. Okay. And that is not always the manager. That is not mm -hmm. always the leader of the company. Mm -hmm. That is not always the president of the United States or the world. I don't care who you are. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. It's who do you turn to to really get solutions? And okay. sometimes the manager, perceived leader, will mm -hmm. actually look to someone else to help solve the problems. And it's infuriating when it's an employee that makes way less money than them. <laughs> yeah. But it happens a whole lot. But leadership doesn't necessarily have to be a hierarchy. Right. Leadership is just, are you the person people turn to 
to solve the problems. Okay. Meaning, you are going to lead the pack to solve the problem. That's mm -hmm. all it is. That's really all it is. So, and the reason I'm asking these questions is because I, there's a thing I believe as well. So it's not, so a person, I can't define myself as a leader mm -hmm. and actually be a leader. In a way. Right. Yeah. So it's just because I'm putting that designation on myself doesn't make me a leader. I put it on my business card. Therefore. Yeah. I am the leading <laughs> mastermind here in Colorado. So there. See, I think that's a great mission to be <laughs> the leading mastermind in Colorado. To be. Ooh. See, it's different when it's a mission versus a statement of ego. I really like that, that discernation right there is that it's more of something to strive for than to define yourself as. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you say you're the lead leader in the industry, it's like, mm. but are you? Right. <laughs> I have a background in helping, I guess you could say facilitate leadership okay. or create leadership within companies. Mm -hmm. So when I was talking about, you know, different generations, how they can work together, all that jazz, it had to come down to really personal self leadership. And it's really mm -hmm. all about leading yourself first, so that then you may also help others lead if that is what you are called upon. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's creating leadership abilities within yourself. Okay. And so again, it's introspective. Mm -hmm. And I, I have been told that I'm a leader a lot. And mm -hmm. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I'm honestly like, I hate being called a leader because I'm like, oh, that means I have to do shit. <laughs> 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 and it's like, no matter what I seem to enter into, whether I'm like, intentionally saying, I am not leading this group. I am not doing this. I'm okay. Yes, I will MC your event, but I am not the leader of your company. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, you want to be a co-owner of my company? Do you want to do this? And I'm like, why yeah, am I being called yeah. <laughs> into what is perceived a leadership position? Yeah. And I'm just, it's just something that people try to pull from me all the time. And again, this isn't coming from ego, but People, when they're trying to pull leadership from you, mm -hmm. again, that means they see you as someone that can solve problems. Okay. Uh, there's a show, Community, I've been telling you about. I haven't been watching yeah. this one. So, of course, everything goes back to references. <laughs> so, there's one main character. He's, like, an ex-lawyer. And so, he's, like, the lead of the social group. Um, and there's one episode where it was a paint... They have these elaborate paintball fights that are, like, school-wide. That's awesome. Above... Uh, they're amazing. My they're... university did not have that. <laughs> <laughs> and this show takes everything to the extreme. Right. So it's hilarious. But so one of the guys in the group, he's like, I'm going to be the leader of this and we're going to do it this way. And um, everyone goes to the main guy, his lawyer, and he says, I don't call myself a leader. I reluctantly accept leadership. <laughs> when everyone demands it of me. That is so accurate. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is the best example yeah. ever. So that phrase really stuck out and it's so perfect. I reluctantly accept <laughs> leadership. But he says it arrogantly because yeah. he's kind of an right. asshole. It's a joke, yeah. for sure. Right. <laughs> that's, but it's so true. It is. It is. It, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's why I really don't enjoy seeing don't enjoy it. it really grinds my gears mm -hmm. when i see people marketing especially when i see sponsored or i see those you know ads on youtube or whatever and they're like do you want to be a leader in your industry do you mm -hmm. want to be a business leader and it's like do you want to lead your company too and it's like i just yeah. it really bothers me because there's no it's it's really hitting ego which is part of sales and i get that mm -hmm. but it's really not true to the statement 
Yeah. And it's really calling out, I guess you could say narcissism in a lot of ways. It is the the narcissist personality wants to be the leader. Exactly. And it's, it's more of a push mm-hmm. to leadership. Right. Instead of a naturally being built up. Exactly. So it just really bothers me because in the business entrepreneurship industry, you see a lot of B2B businesses, mm-hmm. especially I find, that really in my opinion, unethically use terms mm-hmm. to make money. Yes. And they underdeliver. Yeah. It's like, let's oversell and underdeliver. I hate that business model. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you market well, not saying market crap, <laughs> you know, market well mm-hmm. and ethically and really hit passion, purpose, and soul, mm-hmm. then you overdeliver. Right. And that's what really sells you in the end. Because how many times have you heard of someone going, I paid like $10,000 and that program has nothing in it? Right. I've heard that so many times. I've heard it many times, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they pay the $10,000, go to the program to be sold another $50,000 program. We're only going to give you a handful of information, but if you want all of it, it's like, oh, grinds my gears. It's infuriating when when you paid tens of thousands of dollars for the information and then they want to sell you more. Which is... my biggest gripe of Ridiculous. the coaching industry. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I get the model because I've used parts of that, mm-hmm. but I over-deliver. I mm-hmm. really, really try to over-deliver because I've been on that side mm-hmm. where I've paid 15 grand for something mm-hmm. and it's like, I better get everything from you right. and I better get more than what I'm expecting. Yeah. And you, re- and you know, I really try to do that because playing the whole pay into something more, pay into something more, and pay into something more. So you get more and more and more information mm-hmm. that you can get from a coach you pay for $500 a month. I actually do think the, the coaching industry has um, dramatically shifted over the last couple of years mm-hmm. to really destroy all of the coaches that do that model of like, come do this thing, and then we're going to sell you more, and then we're going to sell you more. Um, because I think that's, that has hurt the industry dramatically. Yeah. Um, but now I think it's really who gives away the best free information. And if you're giving the best free information away, then your paid content is going to be way better. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, but I think that's where the shift has gone towards really delivering valuable, um, doable and completable courses. Yeah. Yeah. And giving more good stuff away for free. Mm -hmm. It's all out there anyway, right? It's been taught for like 30 years now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's been taught for longer than that, but we've had really good access to it for at least the last 20 since the internet's kind of blown up. Well, can you think of uh, someone other than yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, who has been the example of a business leader or a leader in an industry? Can you think of someone that you've known or you have studied? One of my favorite leaders was a, a gentleman named Ramit Sethi. So he was a he was he wrote a book I will teach you to be rich, mm-hmm. and he wrote the book in college. It's just like I'm he's Indian, so he's got like <laughs> here's all the stuff that us Indians know and how we save ah, money because <laughs> I mean, they are hey. particularly good at it. Right. Um, put it into a book. It was sold it for maybe nine bucks. Now he gives it away for free. I'm pretty sure you can just go download it. And then his whole model was that, like, I'm going to give you the best free information better than any other coach out there. Mm. Um, and then his paid courses were expensive. 
and he wouldn't let anyone join if they were in debt. He would make you show bank statements to show you paid off your credit cards. See, that's awesome. Before you could join one of his paid programs to take it to that next level. Right. Um, and he's done very well. His company's um, branched off, and now it's got a bunch of sub companies under it, and he doesn't do anything anymore. Nice. So just in college, decided to write a book, mm -hmm. and look where we are now. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a great example. Yeah. Do you have an example? Um, You're like I, me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I have met a lot of people that I feel have pieces of that. Mm -hmm. Have I identified someone that I feel truly lives up to that name? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. Um, again, it's like it, I haven't really seen, let's use the word, real authentic, real mm -hmm. transparent real ethical use of these words we're talking about in marketing yeah. mm -hmm. and, and then in the deliverables. Gary Vaynerchuk, I think, is close okay. because he is very transparent and very authentic in that way. Okay. Now, I can't say anything about his actual programs because I haven't done any of that. Mm -hmm. Based off the books I've read, I think it's great. Okay. So I can't say yes or no because I haven't dived into any of his programs. I think he gives a lot of practical advice away for free. Yes. A lot of really good practical advice. Right. Um, so I would agree. I would agree with that, actually. But one example I found in my cross-generational studies, I guess mm -hmm. you could put it, um, one of them was actually studying a little bit of uh, Jack Welch, who is one of the past CEOs of General Electric. This is like okay. turn of the century, late <laughs> 90s, early 2000s. Uh -huh. And this is when General Electric had a lot of issues because this is the tech bubble period. Okay. This is like emails taken over, like you have to have a website, like mm -hmm. social media is kind of beginning to come around, you know. And so you have all of these guys, and let's call it, old white guys in the C-suite and in leadership per se positions in mm -hmm. General Electric, which is a huge company. And they were having issues really staying relevant in the market. Because mm -hmm. yeah, the Sears catalog is coming out. And no one's looking at it anymore. Right. <laughs> so they don't look at like, you know, what's coming in the mail. They're looking at what's online. This is the new place, right? Yeah. So he is looking to try and find a way to stay relevant. And he was on a jet plane, of course, but he was on a jet plane of some kind. And he's sitting next to this other CEO who is uh, younger than him. And uh, the CEO says, uh, I'm meeting with my mentor. And he goes, oh, who's your mentor? And he's like, oh, my mentor is this 20-year-old something-something. Hmm. And Jack's like, wait, your mentor is 20 years old? He's a hell of a lot younger than you? Like, that was unheard of back then, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, this guy, he's like, yeah, he's taught me this, he's taught me that, and so on and so forth. And Jack's like, this is the best idea ever. So mm -hmm. what does he do? He goes straight to General Electric, and he turns the whole company upside down, basically. And he's like, to all the, the bigwigs out there, he's going, you need to go find some greenhorn guy at, like, base level, you know, minimum wage, basically, yeah. and go and make them your mentor. And so they did. Okay. And the company turned right back around, and it was amazing how they just exploded at that point. Yeah. Because... Again, people, these guys were like, how do you open an email? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And things have changed definitely now. People are more savvy in that area, but you can still learn a lot from younger people. So again, mm. it was like putting ego away mm. and saying, we just want to get shit done to be able to serve our clients. Yeah. And that to me showed great leadership to put the ego aside. Mm -hmm. I love that story actually a lot. Yeah. So he saw someone who he respected 
who put their ego aside. Mm-hmm. So he was able, able to do it for himself. Well, he did say he had never heard of it before. So I yeah. want to give him credit. Yeah. That if he had heard it from another source, he might have considered it. Maybe. Yeah. Now, what's really funny, the alternative of that, I don't know if you watched any of the congressional hearings where they were in, uh, grilling uh, Facebook. No. What's his name? Zuckerberg? Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg and <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. the other Facebook. <laughs> and he was going to talk to Senate <laughs> and they, yeah. And they just asked all these ridiculous questions. Like, how do you so make money if all account. of your users are have an account for free? Yeah. Oh, sir, we do advertising. <laughs> so imagine if, so um, and it was one of the four gen nows, I don't know if she coined the term, but it was like, was it cross-generational men- mentorship or was it... Oh, are you talking about uh, Lynch when she did her keynote? Yeah. It was something like that. It yeah. It was a really neat one where take the C suite executives and have dual mentorship with someone yes. uh, who is a millennial or a Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And they can both teach each other really great things because um, they have two very different ways of thinking, but that doesn't make anyone better or worse. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that was big in cross-generational topics. Yeah. Um, Brooke and myself also did a lot of talks on dual mentorship. And we had that relationship ourselves, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. You lived it. Exactly. And it was amazing what each of us could learn. He learned Snapchat, and I learned how to really enter a room, how to really begin a C-suite conversation. Yeah. Like, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, Also, a great way to leverage, because... I learned that walking into a room, I always have, or on stage, I always have to have Brooke walk on first mm-hmm. to gain credibility from the crowd because usually it was C-suite older guys. Okay. And then I would come on stage. Yeah. If it was the other way, the whole room changed. Interesting. Yeah. Because they came in with that first impression of you have no experience. There's no way you tell. had leadership experience to talk about leadership, right? Yeah, yeah that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really where my anger comes from. <laughs> <laughs> All these old white guys telling me I, I can't do it because I'm a young, cute girl. <laughs> well, shockingly, we are now at the age where uh, millennials are becoming the majority. We are the majority. And we're setting into the seats of power of majority, rather. Mm. So because it something I rant about is Gen X kind of opted out. <laughs> They're checking out. Too. They're like, no, I'm going to go do my own thing. You guys take care of it. Yeah, they did their <laughs> own thing. They really didn't take an active role in leadership because that was just Gen X right? Kind of. Uh, They wanted to. But boomers, because they stayed in their jobs for so long, Mm -hmm. there was no room for them to take those positions as much as another Mm -hmm. generation would. Because there's few Gen X, loads of boomers, and loads of millennials. So they're literally being sandwiched. So instead, they're like, bye, and go create their own companies like Steve Jobs and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I felt it was just a culture of rebellion where they didn't want to really dive in and become political and become... um, just heavily involved with changing the country. And you can see that in the political realm. Yes. So, but now that most millennials are, we're 40 now, and we're stepping into and kind of pushing out the baby boomers as far as uh, executive seats. And, well, they've reached that time where they're actually leaving now. Yeah. yeah. And we're making more money and we're getting more Because we don't power, have kids and, and we, we don't, don't have, have <laughs> Yeah. We don't have cars. We don't have houses. Like, yeah. we have... The availability of money, I would say. I say we still have no money, but <laughs> we have the availability for money. <laughs> right. Yeah. More, um, so I think it's it's a really neat shift of power. However, I would say a lot of us have never been taught to be leaders. No. 
So now we're stepping into this, these leadership positions without the experience or um, uh, not education, but mentorship. Mentorship would probably be the right word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can see that not only in the workforce, but you can see that in business, too. Yes. And it's this lack of asking for help. That's, That's a big, big part of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we're also not asking for the mentorship for leadership. So if we have a, a shift of financial power, uh -huh. we have words like leadership <clears throat> that are being marketed incorrectly and inauthentically. What does one do to become more of a leader? I honestly think it's what you were saying before we started recording, mm -hmm. taking action. Um, that's really the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And really putting yourself out there and taking the falls, mm -hmm. but still moving anyway. Kind of our motto, crushing yeah. it anyway. Crushing it anyway. <laughs> uh, I agree with that completely. Um, I think the only way to be a leader is to gain experience. Mm -hmm. And What's the quote? So it's the only way to wisdom is to get experience, and the only way to get experience is to fail a lot. Yep. That's a paraphrased quote. Yep. Yeah. And I think millennials in, in now, maybe yeah. not before, but now we are more comfortable with failing more than ever. <laughs> and because growing up, right, it's that whole trophy kind of mentality of like, oh, you fail, but you still get a trophy, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, now we've had some experience, and we're going, that doesn't happen, mm -hmm. right? So we're definitely in the more more comfortable in saying, yeah, I might as well fail because I'm not going to have a retirement anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's the joke. The um, outlook of it's, life. Yeah, it's very bleak actually. <laughs> um, millennials are actually one of the one of the beginning, I guess you'd say, beginning of the generations of saying my life and my the end of my life is not going to be as good as the beginning of my life. Hmm. And Gen Z is very much in going my life is only good now and it will suck later. <laughs> like they are very much that way. And it's kind of true. It's so sad. Like, especially yeah. watching TikToks. Like yeah. Gen Z is so... Stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sad. Yeah. They're like, uh, I don't care if I die. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> you mean the world's going to end? That yeah. sounds better than going to school tomorrow. Right? At Generational <laughs> Dynamics, you really all. learn that's really where they're coming from. Because who were their parents? Gen X and older millennials that mm -hmm. had to deal with the, you're not going to get anything, so might as well just not care. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then they go off and do their own thing. You know? And that's totally true. Yeah. So um, we are entering a weird phase of millennials haven't been catered to learn. Mm -hmm. At least I could say could learn how to become great leaders yeah. or how to do anything leadership related in that sense. And Gen Z is going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I don't think we quite know how to approach that either. So what yeah. do you think are some solutions that people could actually help other people? I think the best way to gain it is exactly like we were talking about, find a good mentor. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of the take, my takeaway is how can we create a system of actual mentorship Yeah, where it's really full of respect and where it's really garnered towards bettering the world? Right. I think leadership is also something to where you can say no. Leadership is yeah. knowing when to say no to things. Okay. Because 
again, when you enter into a leadership position, mm-hmm. because everyone's like, we want you to be the leader, yeah. or you want a mission to be accomplished, and therefore you are kind of leading that mission. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so many things that will come your way where you feel like you have to say yes. And okay. actually sometimes to better the mission and the people you're working with mm-hmm. is to say no. I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and being a leader is not to say yes all the time. It's knowing when to say no. And that's the difference. So if you're, uh, that's like codependence again, is feeling like you, you have to say yes to everything to yeah. please others. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you're right. So even if you're doing a lot and you're saying yes to everything and trying to get it all done, you still might just be codependent and not an actual leader. Exactly. Neat. Mm-hmm. like that one. <laughs> Boom. Mm. But also leadership is um, being able to take the brunt force mm-hmm. of making those decisions. Absolutely. So if you have to say no, there might be consequences. And some that. backlash. It's if you say yes, there might be consequences too. Mm-hmm. So it's really making those choices to better the people and better your mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Ethically though. Yeah. So stop marketing Business leadership and, you know, you know, you can promote self-leadership. I like that. Okay. <laughs> How can you be a leader to yourself? Mm-hmm. That is great. All else, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you are actually that. Everyone listening that <laughs> does that. All in, five people listening. We're in charge. <laughs> stop doing that. Stop it now. We'll cut that out, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really funny. Okay. So what's the number one takeaway you are walking away from this conversation. So my number one takeaway is definitely, um, I, I really think the fastest path to good leadership and having more real leaders in our world is having good mentorship. Mm. So especially all of us that are going from our 20s into our 30s or even um, who are in our 20s or even our 40s, right? Like how can we find someone that we who's in their 60s or 70s, that would be a good mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see more of that happening. And vice versa, how can um, those who are have experience, they've retired from their companies, yeah. they've done really well, how can they go find someone that they respect and they line up with value-wise and uh, teach them the opposite side in a, in a healthy relationship? Yeah. Healthy mentorship, I should say. Side note, that's why I really miss Forge now. That was yeah. a really great place. That was, and he's no longer doing it I'm like, at all. It was so Websites close down and to everything. having something amazing there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what about yourself? What's your number one takeaway and your the or the thing you're going to implement? More saying no. <laughs> no. Um, continue to say no. Yes. I'm the reluctant leader in me. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, my name is, no, my number is, no, my number, no. Oh my gosh, song. TikTok just came to mind. That's going to be your new theme song. That's going to be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one takeaway, my number one takeaway is to continue um, and refining, mm-hmm. seeing the red flags in poor leadership that's out there. Okay, I like that. There are plenty of people that I have consulted or spoken in front of with you name it and I didn't catch on to the red flags sooner and I've said this before but seeing the red flags sooner taking my time with certain people or any anyone really Mm -hmm. to really filter out if this is someone I want to work with 
or not? Do they have self-leadership? Are they an actual leader or are they a taker? Right. Yeah. Egomaniacs. Yeah. Narcissists. You know, all those things. Yeah. That's um, a really good thing to look for. <laughs> Because it's so draining getting into those business relationships. And, and that could be often not productive. Yeah, and that could be anyone you're working with or you're co-working with or collaborating or even working for, right? It doesn't yeah. matter the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. It's really seeing these people for how they act rather than what they say. Right. Cool. Mm. cool. Well, that is an episode of I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. Yeah, thank you everyone for we are honored and excited to have you here. Yeah. Um, go ahead and check out our beacons.ai forward slash IDKWTF to get all access, the things. all of the things. <laughs> um, you can join our Patreon, which is a wonderful resource. Behind and, the scenes. Yeah. Secret interviews. The 20 minutes of building up before we're comfortable talking <laughs> a about A lot of things to laugh stuff. at. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also a place to where you can get prizes to travel and other tech items like oculuses and things like that Ooh. um we're still figuring out if we're doing that every quarter or not which i think we've kind of settled on but we will be giving out prizes yes. to travel and other tech things even portable studios yeah uh for your video and photography needs in business so go and check that out on beacons.ai slash idk wtf to enter into patreon on all the other things yeah and thanks everyone once again you whoever you are are my favorite person. <laughs>